Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message. In a barren year, marked by the absence of so many things, Where do we find beauty? In a dark year, with more depression, more stress, more fear and anxiety, more marriages struggling, more financial difficulties, more hatred and division between peoples and groups of peoples, where do we find light? In a year where all of us have been let down by somebody in our life who doesn't live up to their office, their name, their promises, whether it's a political figure or a famous pastor or a baseball team trading away their best pitcher, where do we put our trust? In a year of immense suffering, and loss, where maybe God has felt close at times, maybe he's felt far away, where do we find him? Where do we see for the first time, or where do we see again who he is? Where does he show himself to us? What can we take hold of and say, I I know that this is God? One of the ancient songs that goes along with this service, we find it in our Book of Common Prayer. It's just called Anthem Number One. Not a very good song title. It says this, We glory in your cross, O Lord, and praise and glorify your resurrection. For by virtue of your cross, joy has come to the whole world. And we read what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. Let the one who glories, glory in the Lord. He says, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. In a later letter to the same church, he'd say, I will glory all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ, and he's talking about the power of Christ's cross, So the power of Christ may rest upon me. Where do we see the beauty, light, and trustworthy name of God? We see it on the cross. I want to invite you tonight to behold the cross. To see, to open yourself up to the glory of the cross. And to do that, to bring in our hands all of our weaknesses, all of the emotions of this year, many of them we haven't had time to think about, many of them we haven't had time to bring to Jesus. All of the fears, all of the doubts, 
all of the questions of, God, where were you or where are you, to bring them to the Lord because it's, it's when we know our weaknesses, when we, when we can name and hold and bring those, that the glory of the cross grows and grows. So what is glory? It's one of those church words, right? It's one of those words that we sing in songs and we read in the Bible and then we kind of feel like we know, but then if someone says, what's glory mean? We might not know. That's how I felt when I saw that song, we glory in the cross, oh Lord. What, what do you think of when you think of the word glory? Go ahead, just shout it out. What do you think of? Recognition, like acclaim or praise, someone giving you glory, like props. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? A Civil War movie. A Civil War movie is, there's a Civil War movie named Glory? Oh, okay. Cool. Netflix that later. If you saw the sunset here as you were coming in, maybe you'd think that that was glorious, right? Glory in the Old Testament, the, the word used to describe God as a God of glory is the word kavod. Can you say kavod with me? Kavod. kavod. All right. We've just tied the most number of languages used in a city of light service at three. <laughs> so good job. We'll see if we can uh, break that record. It means weighty. It's weight. Maybe you've heard the phrase, the weight of glory. This is where it comes from. That word means weight. It's like it's a physical manifestation of the invisible but real God. It's what happens when we behold God. It's what happens when we see him. God, who is spirit, enters into the physical world in a way we can experience. It's his weight, kavod, glory. We see God. Um, just down the street here in Aurora is the Aurora SciTech Museum, and it has what's called a pin wall. Have you guys been to SciTech? Any of you who are here in Aurora? It's a really fun place for kids. A pin wall, it's all of these long pins. You can go up to it and you can press your hand into it or press your foot into it. This is before we know how germs work. You know, press your face into it, and then out the other side comes the shape of your face and all of these little pins, right? Kavod is God pressing into our world, pressing into our physical reality so that we can see who he is, so that we know what kind of God he is. In the Old Testament, when God's kavod is seen, when his glory is seen, it manifests, it shows us his beauty. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. The glory of God is displayed in his creation. We look around at the world he has made, and we say, it's beautiful. And it, it reveals, it shows us something about a God who is beautiful. Have you noticed in this last year that you've needed a little bit more of nature in your life? Do you find yourself outside walking more? H have you 
Have you been drawn towards beautiful things in the midst of all of the barrenness and all that we don't have? Did you start a garden for the first time ever? Did you buy a plant and struggle to keep it alive because you're not used to doing that? Did a, a beautiful piece of literature, a book or a poem a, or a song or a movie just move you because of its beauty this year in a way that maybe surprised you? That hunger for beauty, that is a hunger for the glory of God, for His beauty. When God reveals His glory in the Old Testament, it, it shows us His beauty. It also shows us His light. It shows up, His light shows up as, sometimes it's described as lightning or fire or a cloud. In the Exodus story where the people of Israel come out of slavery and into the promised land, God leads them and defends them with a pillar of cloud. And don't think about that as like a cloudy Midwestern day. That's not the vibe at all. That's not interesting, right? <laughs> no, think about it, a cloud where the light is breaking all around it. And you know on the other side of that cloud is the most bright and shining thing you've ever seen and you're a little bit worried that if the cloud slips away, it would just cover you in its brightness and it might just disintegrate you. The glory of God, the light of God coming around the cloud. Exodus 16 says, They looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in a cloud. On Mount Sinai, Exodus 24 says, To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then God has them make a tabernacle, a, a place to worship him. And his cloud comes and fills it. And then a temple in 1 Kings. And his cloud comes and fills it. And it says, the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. They can't even stand up. And the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. That word filled there, it's the, when the glory of the Lord comes to live. It's the Shekinah glory, the living with us glory of the Lord. And then Moses. Moses asked the Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord says, you can't handle my glory, but I'll give you a glimpse, just a glimpse. And Moses catches a glimpse of the weight of God, the light, the beauty, the kavod, just a glimpse. And for the rest of his life, his face shines with the glory of the Lord. At each of these key moments in the, the life of the people of Israel, God pushes into the story in a physical way. So he can show them that he is their God, that he is working out their salvation. And that brings us to the third and maybe, maybe the most important way that glory is used, the most important meaning of kavod, and that's for 
the name of God, the reputation of God, the acclaim, the props. So my kids uh, really like the musical Hamilton. And uh, the preamble to Right Hand Man from Hamilton says, as a kid in the Caribbean, I wish for a war. Do you guys know this one? Can you, you want to do it with me? Okay, here we go, ready. As a kid in the Caribbean, I wish for a war. I knew that I was poor. I knew it was the only way to. And if they tell my story, I am either gonna die on the battlefield in glory or. All right, that's all we can do. Otherwise, Facebook will shut down the live stream for copyright, and then that'll be terrible. What glory? What battlefield glory is he talking about? He's talking about that his heroic acts would be remembered, that what he did to give his life to save others would be remembered. One of the prayers of Holy Week says that we remember God's saving deeds, his acts, his heroic acts. Psalm 96 says, declare his kavod among the nations. Tell of his saving deeds. Bless his name. His name is the reputation that, that God is the one who saves. The name of God and the, the glory of God are closely linked. His name is glorious because his deeds are glorious. Dr. Haley Jacob uh, just recently wrote a book about the glory of God. And I got to listen to a couple of her lectures and she says this about this aspect of glory. She says, it's honor, power, wealth, or authority that's associated with an exalted status of rule. What she's saying is, it's the glory of a king and the king's name. And when you hear the king's name, you know that he's going to show up and save and fight. It's a royal name. It's a royal glory. Psalm 96 says, here is a name backed up by action. Here is a leader who shows up to protect, to work justice, to save. Here is a leader that we can glory in. Amen? Amen. And what does this king of beauty and light, this king who will save us, what does he do with his glory? Psalm 8 says, O Lord, O Lord, how majestic, majestic, that's a royal word, that's a king word. How majestic is your name, your name, your glorious name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. You have crowned, it's another royal word, another king word. You have crowned humanity with glory and honor. You have crowned men and women with glory and honor? You have crowned men and women with beauty and light and a kingly name? Genesis 1, the manifestation of God in the creation of the world. He brings his light and beauty. Let there be light. And it was good and it was beautiful. And in a special way, God manifests himself in humans in men and women let us make male and female in our image to bear our likeness to have dominion another king word 
over the earth to care for it in God's place, in his name. Humanity made to reflect the glory of God. His presence, his beauty, his light to be manifestations of the glory of God in our world. He meant for us to be his kavod. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 1, but we exchanged the glory of God for the image of people. We traded bearing his glory for bearing our own. Our own glory, our own name, our own dominion. Instead of reflecting his glory, we just stare at our own reflections. Instead of bearing his image, we're just obsessed with our own. And Romans 3 then says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory, the glory of God, his name, his beauty, his light. No longer were we reflecting him, but we were just glorying in our own bodies, our own gifts, our own pleasure, our own strength, our own wisdom, our own knowledge, our own self-sufficiency, our own control and dominion, our own group or people, our own way, we glory in ourselves. We're here to make a name for ourselves. We're out for our own glory. We're building our own brand. And we have sinned and fallen short of the kavod of God. And we've turned the world into the, a place not of beauty, but of brokenness. And not of light and goodness, but of darkness and evil. And not of humanity, men and women, as one united royal family of God. But as divided peoples, always warring with one another for the supremacy and glory of our own tribe's name. And God's heart breaks. And he says, that doesn't look like me. That's not my kavod. What have you done with my kavod? You traded it. We fell short of his beauty, his light, his name, his family. And so what does he do? Does he withdraw his beauty? Does he hide his light? Does he remove his name or abdicate his throne? No. He shows his kavod. He adds even more weight to his glory. He presses all the way into our world. He comes as Jesus the full manifestation of God. We'd seen glimpses of his beauty. We'd seen rays of his light and cloud and fire. But now here he is, the full weight of God in the weight of a human. And the word became human and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Amen. Amen. Dwelled there is the same word as the tabernacle 
The Shekinah glory of God. You think his glory was great when he filled the temple and the priest couldn't even stand? Just wait till you see the great high priest dwelling among you. In Jesus, the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Jesus is the beauty of God who restores the beauty of creation, the beauty of you and of me, the beauty of his people, the church made up of all peoples living together as one family. Jesus is the light of God, the glory of the Lord that rises upon us and casts out the darkness of death and fear and sin and the devil. And Jesus is the royal name of God who brings a word of pardon for our treason. A letter of adoption, a new crown, and a new name. Glory. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 3 says, The riches of His glory is our inheritance. That just as Moses saw the glory of God pass by and His face shone, that we all who follow Jesus with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed from that same image of Jesus from one degree of glory to another so that Jesus can one day present his church to himself as glorious, clothed in beauty and light and given his royal name. Christ in us, the hope of glory. When Christ, our life, is manifested, then we will also be manifested with him in glory. And God will look at his church and he will say, My kavod. How does this happen? Where does it happen? It happens right here. It happens on the cross. That is why we glory in the cross. Because the cross is glorious. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's all light and goodness. It's where the royal name of Jesus shows forth his mighty saving deeds. The last half of the book of John, the Gospel of John, is sometimes called the Book of Glory. And when Sebastian preached uh, here a couple weeks ago at City of Light, he preached the first time on the first time that Jesus talks about his cross. And the heavens open up and the Father says, I will glorify him. And the other two times Jesus talks about being glorified on the cross happened yesterday, on Monday, Thursday. The second one, Jesus says it like this. He says, this is my hour. This is my time, the cross. And he says to the Father, glorify me. Lift me up and I will draw all people to myself. Lift me up is Jesus' phrase for being glorified on the cross. Because it works on two levels. Physically, his body will be lifted up and nailed to the cross where he will die. And spiritually, his name will be lifted up and glorified. As God's full kavod, 
He empties himself of everything we would think of as glory. On the cross, he had no majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces, where was the beauty of the Lord? On the cross from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, there was darkness that covered the whole land. And then Jesus was dead for days. Where was the light of the Lord? And on the cross, his name, King, was written in sarcasm and irony. So that his friends would desert him and shame would be heaped upon him. His reputation ruined. But in the cross that appeared to be shame was in fact the most glorious light and beauty and saving work of the Lord. In one way he empties himself of his glory, his beauty disfigured, his light extinguished, his name and reputation shattered. But in this giving of himself, the gloriousness of his love and power shines through all the brighter. Because on the cross, he fully bears the image of the self-sacrificing God by bearing the cross of our sins so that we can once again bear the glory of God. He wears the crown of glory by first wearing the crown of thorns so that we could be crowned with his majesty. Do you want to see the beauty of God? Come and behold the cross. It's there in the beauty of him giving his life for you and for me. Do you want to know the light of God? Come and see the glory of the cross. Where even as the sky turned black and Jesus' life was snuffed out, his light could not be extinguished for long. Do you want to know the royal, trustworthy, glorious name of God? Come behold the cross. The name of God is self-sacrificing one, self-giving one, forgiving, loving, gracious, merciful one. That's the weight of the Lord. He chooses the inglorious for himself so he can give the most inglorious of us the full weight of his glory. That those he chooses, he would call. That those he calls, he would justify. And that those he justifies, he would glorify. This is the kavod of God. His weight hanging from that tree so that your weight does not have to. So that you can bear the weight of his glory. Because you don't have to bear the cross. Yeah. Come behold the cross. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't Jesus glorious? What will we glory in? In our own beauty? In our own light? In our own name and reputation and accomplishments? Our own wisdom? Our own power and strength? our own righteousness, our own ability to follow the rules so our life looks good, our own selves, our own giftedness, our own ministry. God forbid. God forbid that we should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto us and us unto the world. Let the one who glories glory in the Lord. 
Let us know nothing but the cross of Christ. Let us know nothing but Jesus and his glorious cross. Come in glory in the cross of Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.